Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. hearts in a spirit of prayer. Father, we bless your name. Matter of fact, God, we give you thanks that we can simply call you Father. God, your word declares, God, that you've deposited your spirit in us, that we can call on you Abba, Father. And for that, we say thank you. God, we honor you, God, for earthly fathers. But God, even as Jesus declared and taught his disciples to pray, that we should pray our Father, which art in heaven. So God, we thank you for our heavenly Father. But God, even as your word declares, when our fathers and our mothers forsake us, that God, you will be yet with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. So we bless your name on this morning. God, we pray, God, that you have been pleased with our worship. That you have been pleased with our worship that you have been pleased with our worship. Now, God, we posture our hearts to hear from you. God, we've come for no other reason but to receive direction from you, to receive wisdom from you. We need to hear your voice, God, we pray. So, God, I pray now, God, that you, you prepare your vessel. As a matter of fact, God, you've already prepared them. God, touch them afresh. God, cause no fear or anxiety to come upon him. Father, matter of fact, you told us, don't be afraid of men in their faces. But God, you said that we should just speak, for it will not be us speaking, but your spirit speaking through us. So God, we pray, God, that you speak through your servant. God, you, we pray. Edify your people as a result of the word that you've deposited in him, God, we pray. And God, be glorified. And every believer that believes, Every believer that is grateful that they have a heavenly father, tell God, thank you. And amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm honored this morning because typically I stand to deliver the word, but I have an opportunity to introduce God's vessel and God's mouthpiece on this morning. Um, I, I don't get the the chance to tell him this often, um, but I admire him. Although I'm older than him, although he's my my younger brother-in-law, I admire him. I admire his walk, his example. Um, and if anybody who's ever encountered him for just a quite a bit of time, you can realize the wisdom that's upon his life. There's a story in the Bible where Job was being persecuted and he had some friends. And then the younger one came along and said, I thought that age should precede wisdom. But really what Elihu said, that there was that wisdom really is by the Spirit of God. I want you to know that the Spirit of God is on this young man. He's endowed him with wisdom. 
So I know I may not be preaching this morning, but I promise you that you're in for a treat and that God will give you a word that's going to take you from one place to another. So if you can do me a favor, I know we've honored God. I know we've blessed him, but we're going to receive Minister Dominique, but I need us to do this. Let's pray for Miss Alvera. Father, we thank you. God, even as um, Minister Brian declared, you are still yet a healer. God, you know all things, God. You still do all things well. Matter of fact, you are the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So, God, we call on you and thank you, God, that we can call on Jehovah Rapha. So, God, we pray, God, that you begin to touch her body even now, God. So, God, even when she gets to the doctors, that they'll be confused, God, because everything will be well. So, God, touch her body, God, we pray. Heal her body, God, we pray. And, God, give us the report afterwards. And every believer who believes by faith, give God a hand clap of praise. Bless your name. So let us, let us stand to our feet and let us receive Minister Dominique at this time. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You may have your seats for a moment. I want to take this moment to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are here present in the sanctuary or who may be viewing online. I know Pastor Keith has stepped out, but also want to say thank you to Pastor Keith for giving me this opportunity to stand in this sacred pulpit and deliver a word to the people he's been called to shepherd. So Pastor Keith, I thank you. I want to thank my wife, my confidant. The one who's always pushing me to be the best version of me. The one who always tells me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Although I'm resisting, I love it. The one who has given me the ability to be able to celebrate today, Father's Day. So for that, I say thank you. I want to thank my sister. To Up until the hour of today, she was preparing. She was helping me to prepare for this moment. I know she's in the back with my kids and the rest of the kids, but I want to say thank you to my family and friends that thought it not robbery to come here and support me. I want to say thank you. I recognize you could have, do, you could have been doing a number of things, but you came to support me, so I say thank you all. Can we stand for the reading of the word? I believe there's been a prepared word for you all on this morning um, that will give you strength that will give you encouragement um, the word that I prepared I too need this um, I've been struggling with this all all week it's been tearing me up but I believe that somebody else can benefit from this word on this morning if you can't take up your Bibles we're going to go to Joshua chapter 1 and just for the sake of context, I'm going to read the first nine verses. And the Bible says, verse one, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am given to them. The children of Israel Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. 
verse 4 says from this wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river the river Euphrates and all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I would be with you I would not leave you nor forsake you be strong and of good courage for to this people you shall divide an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8 says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that in this moment that your people don't hear my voice, but that they hear your word. Not that my will be done, but that thy will be done. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you, God. Lord, I pray that whoever this word is for, that they allow it to take root in their heart. And that they, you give them the ability to apply it to their life. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may have your seats. I want to take a minute to explain to you all something that you will rarely hear a man say because some aren't articulate enough to say it, some are not thoughtful enough to express it, and some are too private to admit it, but life has been a struggle. Some of us have been struggling with self-doubt. We ask ourselves if we have what it takes and if we're making the right decisions. Some of us have been struggling with the lack of direction. Those occasions in life when a man assesses where he is and where he thought he would be and realizes he's not sure where he wants to go. Some of us have been struggling with sexual temptation. Men deal with this battle in total silence and isolation. It's a dangerous secret that damages us physically, emotionally, and relationally. We have been struggling between being the person we want to be and the person that we are not. Some men have given up on it. Some men have quit. Some men have fainted from it. And some men have ended it all by suicide. This brings me to our text for this morning. Joshua, who had been elevated by God to lead the children of Israel into the land of Canaan, had been mourning for 30 days. 30 days he's been mourning. And after uh, Moses had died, um, Jesus finds, God finds Joshua in a sunken place. Somebody say, struggling. God visits him and tells him three times to be strong and of good courage. God knew that what he was commanding Joshua to do would be difficult. The challenges and the obstacles would go far beyond his own skills or abilities. He would need courage. 
Courage is the quality of mind that enables men to encounter danger and difficulty with firmness and resolve matters despite interferes. In other words, courage is not the absence of fear. For the time that is mine, I want to teach from the subject of a call from courage. Let's pick up at verse 2. Verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. My first point is, if you're going to be courageous, you have got to arise. Joshua was in a sunken place. Man, this is exactly where the enemy wants us. The sunken place. The sunken place is a place an oppressed person goes when they have become silent or compliant to their own oppression. In this place, you convince yourself that you're nothing. You'll never be nothing. You came from nothing. You'll never get out. You'll never be loved. You'll never be happy. You'll never be blessed. You'll never be free. You'll never get yourself together. Somebody say the devil is a lie. And as soon as you try to break away from where you came from and try to make over make and try to take over new territory, that's when all hell will break loose in your life. God understands this. And before the thoughts, the actions, the voices, the beliefs starts to set in, God told him to arise, stand up and go. God's command to Joshua was brief and straightforward. He was to take the children of Israel over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, in which was occupied by various tribes. Somebody say enemies. Joshua is commanded to enter uncharted territory, a place where no other man he knew had explored. And he was to fight multiple tribes of enemies. The Lord dropped this in my spirit. This is what it looks like for most men that you're connected to. Most of their life has been about entering uncharted territories. And although they may have witnessed a glimpse of it, the journey that they've been placed on has been a struggle. They saw marriage, but not a godly marriage, uncharted territory. They saw how to work hard to financially support a family, but not how to work hard to provide a healthy environment spiritually, mentally, and emotionally uncharted territory they saw how to cuss and fight but not how to have self-control uncharted territories they saw how to be served but not how to serve uncharted territory and so every time they try to move towards something that requires faith they start experiencing pain because they were never properly prepared to walk in the unknown to walk by faith and not by sight It's important to remember the past. We should appreciate the good and learn from the bad. But in the walk of faith, you can't live on nostalgia. You can't live with your eyes on the rearview mirror of life. You've got to face forward. You have to arise. You are the vehicle someone needs to get to their next destination. Arise, stand up, and go. Isaiah 58 and 11 puts it like this. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Some critical questions I want you to examine 
are, am I able to identify God's voice in the midst of my troubles? And will I trust God in the unfamiliar places? Let's look to verse 5. Verse 5 says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I would not leave you nor forsake you. My second point is, you've been affirmed. If God is for you, really, who can be against you? Those that go where God sends them will have God with them. That is a lifetime guarantee. I know this way don't look promising, but keep going. God is with you. I know you're trying to live a life that you haven't quite seen another man live, but keep going. Keep traversing. God is with you. There will be conflict and there will be battles. Somebody say every day. But God is with you. Not only will God be with you, but he will go ahead of you. Deuteronomy 31 and 8 puts it like this. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. It's one thing when man promises you something, but it's another when God promises you something. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 assures us that. It says that for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him. Amen. I know your dad left you. I know your mom wasn't there for you in the roughest times of your life. I know you searched all over and you couldn't find nobody. But God has promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. This was a promise to Joshua, but it was also a warning for what was ahead. Conflict and battles. Verse 8 says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. My third point is you must remain anchored. Doesn't matter what agenda is out there, remain anchored. Doesn't matter what the culture says, remain anchored. It doesn't matter how you were raised, remain anchored. I always tell my wife I'm constantly trying to unlearn what I've learned. And the only way to do that is what the Bible says. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In order to preserve or persevere, you must be anchored to God. I want y'all to take note of three things that God told Joshua to do in those nine verses. He said, don't let the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night and do everything written in it that will surely keep you anchored. The word of God not only sharpens the mind, but it sharpens the soul too. Meditation gives you knowledge about God. Obedience gives you knowledge of God. I'll say that again. Meditation gives you knowledge of God, but obedience gives you knowledge of God. You have to stay tightly tethered to God's word. God's word is not just to inform you, but it's to transform you. Ultimate success for any Christian is not rising to popularity, power, 
prosperity or position. Success is fulfilling your God-given purpose in life. To do that, you must meditate on scripture and carefully observe everything written in it. So shut out all the noises in the world. Shut out all the chaos in the world. Shut out all the voices in the world. Shut out all your social media pages. Shut up, shut down, and shut out your own flesh. Find a closet, find a room, find a secret place to go to God in private. Because only then will you have the Holy Spirit that's in us to give us understanding of God's scripture. When you meditate on God's word, the word of God is driven deeply into your soul so that your actions can be driven by God's perspective rather than your feelings or cultural opinion. I supervise about 80 people. Uh, My supervisor is in the building and he supervises about 90 people. And at times our patience runs low. And sometimes I will go over to his office and his door is shut and I know he's in there because I can hear the music. And so I knock and I go in and before I can say anything, he looks at me and say, KP, I had to read my word and put on my, my Christian music because the devil trying real hard today. I, I, I appreciate those moments because we also, we, we go back and forth with giving God's word. And so when we're troubled with something, when we're battling something, we'll say, well, what does the Bible say? Well, God says this. And in those moments, you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. And that's what it looks like being tethered to the word. What you do in secret, the things you meditate on, will come up in conversation. Meditation is just rolling it over and over in your mind. That's all that meditation is. It is not what the world says is clearing your mind of everything. I come against that in the name of Jesus. As a Christian, you do not clear your mind of everything. That's exactly what the enemy wants you, to clear your mind and empty it of everything. The Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God. And the sword of the spirit is what? The word. To fight the spiritual battles, you need the word of God. We're out here fighting spiritual battles physically. And that's why we're losing the battle day to day. John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. A critical question I want you to ask yourself is, am I totally committed to the word of God? Am I totally committed to the ways of God? Am I totally committed to the will of God? Ask yourself that. Because that's the deciding factor to traverse to go forward. The Bible is God's love note to us. The Bible is where he reveals himself to us. One thing about a written word is you can't change it. It's already been written. They may try to edit it, but once you write it on a tablet of your heart, it cannot be erased. Take courage. I'm done, y'all. I want you to stand to your feet.
For some of us, life has been a struggle, myself included. For some of y'all know that I overcame an infection when I was younger called meningitis in the 90s. There was a low rate of me overcoming that infection. Somebody say, but God. My cousin is in the building and my uncle had just bought him a dirt bike for Christmas. And he had told me, hey, don't go speeding through the neighborhood. Don't, don't go up to the third gear. Be safe. He went inside. And what do I do? I put it to the max. And I'm driving down the road. And the car doesn't see me. And it turns in front of me. And on a dirt bike, you're not supposed to hit the handbrake if you're driving really, really fast. I hit every brake I, I knew to hit. I hit the ground. And I will say to you, that's the closest to death. I have every experience. Everything went black. It still gives me chills to know that that could have been the end of my life. My, could, my kids wouldn't be here in earth. There are some people that I've met along the journey that I would have never met. There are some people that God have orchestrated to put in my life, like my wife and my family and friends, that I would have never met. Somebody say, but God. Every single day, I battle with who I am and who I want to become. I need courage. And it's, although this message were for the men, I believe that everybody can pick up what I've put down. We need courage. And I'm so glad that I serve a God who's in the business of encouragement. I'm so glad that I serve a God that knows my every need, that knows my every desire. Thank you, God. I know you've been dealing with failure. I know you've been dealing with insecurities. I know you've been dealing with a lack of direction. I want to tell you, don't faint. Don't despair. Take courage. There are some that have been struggling to make it even to 15. They've been struggling with masculinity. There are some that make it to 30 years old and collapse under a rock of despair. There are some that make it to the middle of their life and completely change their sexual orientation. Why? Because they didn't have courage. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Take courage on this morning. God said in verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want you to know that we've been delivered from the power of evil. But we haven't been delivered from the presence of evil. Say that again. We have been delivered from the power of evil, but we have not been delivered from the presence of evil. But God's word says, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. Take courage on this morning. Arise. Arise. Know that you've been affirmed 
and remain anchored. You may be standing before me on this morning. And this may have been a message to get you to arise. You may have already known that you've been affirmed. You may have already been anchored. But the truth of the matter is, you've been struggling. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father. I pray for the one who may be struggling in life. Who's too private to admit it. Lord, I pray that you touch the one who needs direction. I pray that you remind them that you will govern their footsteps and make them sure. Lord, I pray that you touch your people because we're living in a world where we need hope. We're living in a world that's ever-changing. We're living around so many distractions. Lord, help us to abide in you. Lord, I pray that you protect us from the unseen and seen dangers of this world. Remind us to put on the full armor of God so that we may withstand the attacks and schemes of the enemy. Lord, I pray that you continue to give us a burning desire to meditate on your word, to do according to your word, to not only be hearers of your word, but also be doers. Lord, I ask that you continue to give us courage. Although our dads may not be there, although our moms may not have been there, although we feel like everybody that we were connected to just walked away from us, remind us that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Remind us to not be afraid or be dismayed, for you are with us. Lord, if you find us in a sunken place, do us like Joshua and pay us a visit. Lord, if you find us in a sunken place, do us like Joshua and give us an encouraging word. Give, a, give us some instruction so that we can press forward towards the mark. Lord, continue to help your people, I pray. And it's in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Well, you may be before me, and you may have given ear to what I've said. You have a plan to arise. You understand that you've been affirmed. And you understand that you have to be anchored. But it doesn't matter what I said on this morning. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, none of that matters. And so I want to extend an invite to anyone that may want to give them their life to God. Because you may be able to take this text, you may be able to meditate on his word, but if you don't have a personal relationship with him, you won't make it to heaven. And so I, I want to use this moment to see and invite to anybody if they would like to be saved on this morning. You could just slip your hand in the air or if you're viewing online, if you could just send us a message on Facebook or drop it in the comment section, we'll be sure to get with you. Understand this, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart 
that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Confession is acknowledging or agreeing to. But what are you confessing? That I'm a sinner who's in need of a savior. I'm confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I'm believing in my heart that God raised him from the dead. If you're willing to take that step on this morning, please wait no longer. Is your hand raised? I want you to come to the altar. The Bible says that heaven rejoices when one come. One has came this morning. This is my baby cousin. And I've been delighted to see her come out of her seat. There's some generational curses that I believe our family has to overcome. The enemy has been after my family. He's been running rampant. But I'm so glad to see that you've come forward. I'm so glad that you've taken that initial step. And I want you to know that God has the rest of the journey if you stay connected to him. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what you've read. I don't care what you believe in. If it's not in the Bible, don't believe it. I want you to spend time in God every single day. The Bible says meditate on it day and night. So just a devotion isn't good enough. Continue to have it on your mind. Everybody uh, lift your hands in, in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. For this child of God that has come forth on this morning. We thank you for giving her even the spirit to take the initial step. Lord, I come against any bondage that she may have been in. I come against anything that she may have been rooted in. That have taken her this long to even come forth and give her life to you. Lord, let her know that nothing can snatch her out of your hands. Let her know that you sit high and you look low. Let her know that you are the alpha and the omega. It doesn't matter how it started, but you're with her until the end. Lord, bless her right now in the name of Jesus. From the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, I pray that wherever she may tread, that that place is blessed. I pray that whatever her hands may touch, that that thing is blessed. I pray that you continue to give her clarity of mind so that she can continue to walk the journey, continue to be connected to you. Lord, I pray that you touch her heart to help her sever anything that is not of you. Help her to get rid of it, God. Your, your word says, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it let her know that she needs to set up parameters around her heart 
because everything she do flows from it. Your word also say that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? But I'm so grateful that on today she'll get to know that she serves a God who knows it. It's been hidden, but it's been found on this morning. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I need all the men to come to the altar. I feel something really strongly. There's something in verse number nine that Minister Dominique shared. And the Bible says, have not, have I not commanded you? I need you to know that courage has also been assigned to you. One of the enemies of courage is pride. And he said that we have to arise. I believe there's something on Dominique's life now. Let us come on, come to the altar, men. Begin to the, come to the altar. Whatever area in your life that God, that enemy is telling you not to arise and you feel like you can't be the father you need to be, the husband that you need to be, I believe courage has been assigned to you. And all these women, I need you to be standing in prayer for these men because we know the enemy is after our men. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's begin to pray for these men. Women, begin to pray as Minister Dominique anoints them. Come on. Anoint every man on this altar, Minister Dominique. Come on, women, begin to pray. Lift up your voices like this was your father, like this was your brother. Come on, begin to lift up your voices. Y'all know the enemy is after our men, but we come against it now in the name of Jesus. Courage has been assigned to them. Come on, Minister Dominique, pray over these men. Oh, Heavenly Father, I ask that you touch every man right where they are. As I've already said, some are, aren't articulate enough to say it. Some are not thoughtful enough to express it, and most are too private to admit it. But life has been a struggle. But I thank you for pressing them forward on this morning to stand at your altar. I pray that you free them from whatever they may be struggling with. I pray that you send it back to the pits of hell. Lord, I pray that the enemy takes his hands off of them, God. That they can be better fathers. That they can be better leaders. That they can be better disciples. That they can be better followers of you, God. Lord, touch your men. Because the enemy is after of them. Lord, touch your men right where they are, God. Let them know that they are the head of the household. Let them know that they ought to believe that they should be leading their family to you on a day-to-day -day basis, despite what may be in front of them, despite what may be around them. Lord, I ask that you don't allow what's around them or in front of them or behind them to get inside of them. Don't allow them to be tossed to and fro. Don't allow them to believe every wind of doctrine. Lord, the spirit is heavy this morning. But I ask that you loose it right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that you connect them to some other men that will carry them to you. I ask that you, you connect them to some other men that will help reveal yourself to them. Lord, I ask that you speak to them. Touch their ear gates so that they remain sensitive to your Holy Spirit. 
having them shut off anything that's not of God. Lord, I ask that you touch their eye gates and that whatever they may put in front of them, that it's not of you, help them to get rid of it. Lord, I ask that you touch their mouth, that their words remain fruitful and that they're used for the upbringing of another man. Lord, I ask that you touch their heart because truth of the matter is they've been storing so much in it. They don't know what the root is. They have so much in their heart. They don't know whether to turn left or right. They don't know who to talk to. But God, I, I pray that you keep your hands on their life. Lord, touch their hands. That whatever they may touch, that it be blessed. Lord, touch their feet. That wherever you may carry them, whether it's uncharted territory or whether it's familiar territory, that that place be blessed. Lord, cause your men to retreat back to you. They've wandered too far. In the world may have them. Lord, cause your men to come back to you. To be reminded, if they abide in you, that you abide in them. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless their lives. You know the desires of their heart. You know what they've been dealing with. And so, God, I ask that you speak to them in the midnight hour. You speak to them in times of trouble. You speak to them when they don't know where to go. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, as you return to your seat, men, hug another man and say, be of good courage. Come on, hug another man saying, be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Hallelujah. Be of good courage. Mm. Thank you, God, for your presence in this place. Be of good courage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Minister Dominique, lift your hands. Let's point our hands of faith towards him. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your vessel. Thank you, God, for using him so mightily. God calls them to know I hear this even in my spirit. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into his heart that which you prepared for him. Cause him to know, God, this is only the beginning. God, there's a mandate on his life for men. I believe that to be so. God, that he'll encourage men that are way older than him. That he'll lead men that are way older than him. Not because of anything else, God, except that your hand be upon him. So, God, even as you told Joshua, I declare unto him even now for him to be of a good courage and be strong in the Lord. And God, because of this word, God, I know that the enemy has plans against his life. But God, we pray for a hedge of protection around him. God, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. And we thank you and we believe it to be so. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And every believer say amen. Amen. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident. Because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.